I'm Dahlia. I'm Alma, and this is Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. This week, we are talking about Attack the Block, that fun English sci-fi comedy horror movie that we all love so much. Right, Alma? This is like the best example of horror ever. I don't know. Dahlia picked it, I think, and I saw it as a sci-fi film. And I'm going to admit, I was not excited to watch this movie at all. I'm not a big sci-fi fan. And from reading the description, it did not sound like a horror movie at all. It literally says horror in the description uh, anywhere you look it up. Sci-fi. It said sci-fi. It's a sci-fi. <laughs> it's a sci-fi comedy horror. We'll see what my opinion is after I watch. Um, it is written and directed by Joe Cornish. John Boyega plays Moses. Alex Esmail as Pest. Simon Howard as Biggs. Franz Dram as Dennis. Leon Jones as Jerome. Jodie Whittaker as Sam, Luke Treadway as Brewis, Nick Frost as Ron. This one had a lot of talking, speaking roles. They were all great. I just gave you some there, but you can look up everyone. All right. So we are just going to address the elephant in the room real quick. Yes, we have several really great actors. They're all great, but very well-known actors in this movie. We have Shaun of the Dead represented, and of course, Doctor Who and Star Wars. However, I know you guys, y'all want to talk about that, but here's the thing. We're talking about Attack the Block today, because that could be a whole other show. We can go deep into talking about these fabulous actors, but just know that, yes, Doctor Who, Star Wars, Shaun of the Dead. All right, let's please go forward now. All right, Dali, let's get started talking about Attack the Block. I started watching it and automatically started thinking of the beginning of the block, but that's just my opinion. Go ahead. It did have, yeah, that feel. So it starts off very celebratory and there's fireworks going off. It's nighttime. Everyone's celebrating. And for some reason, I just pictured this lady walking home. She's going home after her shift Why did I always think she was a teacher when it's very plainly stated throughout the episode that she's a nurse? But I'm just going to, I wrote down, teacher is headed home. (laughs) She looks like a teacher to me. I don't know. Okay, so she's walking home and you know that feeling when you're walking alone at night and you just start, everything looks suspicious and scary. And so she's walking home and she starts to get that feeling like, oh shit, something's about to go down. And she sees a group of kids hanging out all together looking mischievous. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know why, but every group of kids that hangs out together always looks like they're up to no good for to me. <laughs> I don't know why. It's funny because when I saw them with their bicycles, I just thought little kids, bicycles, they're what they're going to harass her or something. So her instincts were right. She gets robbed. And unfortunately, the leader of the gang there also takes a ring from her that is of sentimental significance to her. And she tries to keep it, but nope, he ain't having that shit. And he takes it from her. At the same time, we are starting to see some activity from outer space and meteorites or something is falling from the sky. And one crashes into a car nearby and that distraction allows her to escape. They go to check it out and it's some sort of animal. We know it's an alien, they don't, but they're calling it like orangutan, dog, monkey, whatever. And it gets startled awake and it starts to attack the leader of that group who we find out is Moses. So Moses gets attacked, he gets scratched up, he's pissed, but then the animal just jumps up and runs away. Now, I remember, because they start to chase this thing down, and as they're doing that, I just remember being that age. Alma, do you remember being that age and thinking you're invincible to everything, and you're like, because they all hop on their bikes and everything, and they're running after this thing, and I'm like, what the fuck did they think they were going to do? I know what they ended up doing, but it's like, why do, when we're young, not we're invincible? What? (laughs) That wasn't me. I was a chicken all the way. I didn't investigate. I hid. I'm like, I remember you guys found a taquacha in the road and I was terrified of it. It could have been an alien monster to me. It was just there and you all picked it up and dragged it out of the way. And 
I didn't even climb the trees. What are you talking about? You guys were brave. I was not. I was the opposite. <laughs> okay, so barely. Not all teens. But yeah, I just remember that feeling. It's, it's kind of fun. You're riding around your bike, going and try to find some trouble or whatever. And they find it. They corner it into this little area. And they decide they're going to firecracker it. That was what I wrote in my notes. They firecracker it. Because remember, it's Guy Fox Day and everybody's celebrating with all their fireworks and everything. So they have a whole bunch of them. And they start to release all these different kind of fireworks into the area where the animal is trapped. Then Moses goes in and finishes off this animal. I don't think they yet. I think I heard them say alien like one or twice, but they right now really just think it's an animal. So they strap it on. And I think this is fucking hilarious because Moses straps that alien on to his back like it's a fucking backpack. And I just thought that was hilarious. It was. It was funny. Look what I found. But it's kind. Of, it, I get it. I get it. It was. It's a. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. And they killed this thing that's obviously very vicious. So they feel like it's like a primal feeling. I'm sure. Like look what I did. So they head home. And along the way, they meet up with some of their some other friends, some female friends, and. I don't know. It's got a little back and forth and some of the girls are not impressed by the way the guys are trying to act tough. And there's a couple there. They're like, ooh, okay. And they start to comment on the the backpack that Moses is wearing. <laughs> and they, they, they said that it looks like a puppet that he made. And it does. It's, it's funny. And I like that they acknowledge that because it does look very puppety. I don't know what you thought when you saw it, Alma. But yeah, yeah it did look like it was fake. But it's not in the movie. I think they kept it simple enough that you could draw uh, whatever conclusion you like. But it was like a gnarly looking Jim Henson type puppet, like the Skeksis were or something just a little bit more scary, like a gremlin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they head into their their complex. They're going they're They're walking up to the elevators. And I just want to mention this because I could easily skip over this. It's not super important, but I just find this scene really funny. And there's that dude that's standing waiting at the elevator. He's all jamming on his headphones to some rap music and then he sees the the kids roll up and this is an adult man and he sees these kids walk up and all of a sudden he stiffens up and gets all he turns down his music and then looks at the guys and and when the elevator opens up all the kids get on and he's yeah I'll take the next one so I just found that scene funny yeah it reminded me of office space with Michael Bolton in his car and he rolls up the window he rolls it up because all of a sudden he's not badass anymore didn't he lock his door too (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's even worse. I didn't remember that. I love Office Space is great. Anyways, okay. Also, we're having the teacher. Again, I don't know why I keep calling her a teacher, but we have a a teacher slash nurse talking to the police. And they basically told her there's really nothing we can do because it's it's the neighborhood, it's Guy Fox night and all of that stuff. So for this kind of robbing, they're probably not going to put a lot of work into finding out who did it. All right, so back to the kids, and they bring the alien up to the top of the complex to, I call him Dude, but I think his name is Ron in the movie. But anyways, so he's their friendly neighborhood drug dealer, and he is growing some most fantastic weed in his apartment. And because of that, he has a section of his apartment that's pretty well fortified because he needs to protect that shit. The kids had decided they wanted to keep the alien there. So they want to store this thing in the weed room, which again, like I said, is very well fortified. So, you know, I guess it's a smart decision. Unfortunately, Moses does have to strike up a deal with the actual proprietor of that weed. And he's like this shit. And he even has this big bodyguard with him too. So the deal is that, yeah, he can keep the alien thing in there, but he has to deal for him. All right. He makes that decision. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. Unfortunately, the circumstances are what they are. He makes the deal. So he walks out and then his friends are all excited for him that he is going to be working for Hi-Hats. Hi-Hats is the guy. Oh, I get it now. Hi. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you get it. <laughs> oh, I was like, Hi-Hats? Like he's wearing a lot of hats. <laughs> okay. So apparently, yeah, everything gets lost on me. Now they're hanging out there in the weed apartment and they start to see a lot of these meteorites start to fall. They think they're invincible, but except now they know what's in those meteorites falling. They know that they're these alien animal things and yet they're still going. But this next scene is funny because they're all going into their individual apartments and they're grabbing weapons. And just to see their family lives 
be so normal inside the apartment, but yet when they leave, they're all like acting thug and shit. I love that. So they all make their way. All of a sudden, they have scooters too. Did you notice that, Alba? So yeah, I think way. they were delivery scooters. Maybe one of them had a job. I just assumed like they had a job with someone for delivery purposes. They got their weapons, different kinds of weapons, and they get on their scooters and their bikes and they head out to where one particular one landed. And they're going up to him. And oh no, I have to mention it. I'm sorry. But there is a doggy. There is a little doggy in this scene. And unfortunately, when the doggy goes to scope shit out, I don't think the doggy makes it. I'm sorry, guys. No, he's eaten. He's. he's Why eaten. would you say that? Just say maybe. Yum, yum, yum. Was- <laughs> well, you're the one. You probably went to go look it up. Does the dog live? And no, he doesn't. He gets eaten. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. Then we see the little alien thing pop up from behind the hill where unfortunately the doggy went to meet its demise. And we see that it looks different than the one that he has uh, that he was wearing like a backpack earlier. Oh, yeah. He looks a lot different. At first, we think we see its eyes, but it's actually its mouth, its teeth are glowing. And that's like really fucking creepy, at, at least to me. Any kind of animal in general is creepy but especially one whose teeth look like that and they're glowing. So then we hear a siren and they all just start to disperse and run away from the siren. And this is the part where I'm really stupid and I don't understand how emergency vehicles look in other countries because I swear to God, I thought they were running from an ambulance. I'm like, why are they running from that ambulance? Why are they in front of that ambulance? Don't they know they can just move over to the right and let the ambulance go? It's called a paddy wagon. Hello. But at the whole time, I'm thinking like, just move to the right. The ambulance will go. It's such an old expression because it's not from our time. It's not even from ours. And we're probably older than everybody listening. And (laughs) I just don't think that a paddy wagon is like exactly (laughs) what's in this part of the world. And that's why it looks like that. So Moses does get caught. He's the only one from the group that gets caught. He's arrested. So he's sitting in the back of the paddy wagon with a couple of the cops, and then he sees outside the alien. So he really just wants them to shut those doors because he thinks he's going to be safe inside of that paddy wagon there. I like saying paddy wagon now. It sounds hilarious. Anyways, one of the cops turns over to the front and asks, okay, is this the person that robbed you? So boom, there we see teacher slash nurse look around and she's, yeah, some other dudes too. Then we start hearing some commotion outside, like something's on top of the the vehicle, and we know it's the alien. Now, Moses is freaking out because he knows that they're in trouble with this thing. One of the cops steps out of the vehicle. I guess they think it's like the other kids coming to try to cause trouble and all that, but he gets got. He gets got really good. I don't know. Was that the blood? Just yeah, exploded it's just like buckets of blood. Yeah. Then the other cop, of course, needs to investigate what's going on. And he, he gets got too. So now it's just teacher slash nurse in there with Moses. And she thinks that these are dogs that are attacking them and that these dogs belong to the little gang. And I guess they trained them to kill cops. I don't know. I can imagine that if I'm in that situation, I'm, I'm not seeing exactly what's going on. I know I was robbed by a group of kids. And no matter if they're kids or not, they're dangerous. This is my mindset. And yeah, that's probably what I would think. Oh, wow. They got vicious dogs too. So this is what she's thinking. And Moses did have a knife. A knife in your face. It's really scary. I think I would think the exact same thing. But it's funny because we know what's going on. And then we're trying to also look at it from her viewpoint though. So their friends, not her friends, but Moses' friends show up. I call it the cavalry comes and they save the day. Not really, but they are able to help them out. And I guess teacher slash nurse runs off in a different direction. Moses takes off with his friends. And I like this scene too, because they're all like on their scooters and on their bikes trying to get away from, I think like several of these aliens now, right Alma? Oh yeah. They're starting to multiply. We can assume that each one of those little bursts that came down from the sky, we know like meteorite, whatever you want to call it, had one of those scary aliens in it. They're going to try to make their way inside real quick, but they run into hi-hats, which I had written as Mr. Drugs. (laughs) They ran into... (laughs) I like that. That That's a good street name, okay? (laughs) So I wrote, Mr. Drugs is pissed. And he is. He's very pissed. Why is he pissed? I don't know. I don't really remember why he's pissed, but he's pissed. And the kids tell him what happened. They're like, hey, there are these aliens chasing us. And he's fuck the aliens, man. He just wants his drugs. That's why. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. You, I gave you my drugs and you're supposed to sell it. Ah, that's it. That's why he's pissed. Why aren't you out there selling this shit? Then we hear 
or see one of the aliens in the parking garage and they're like, see, turn around. There's one over there. And Mr. Drugs is like, go take care of that dude. And he's telling his friend slash bodyguard to go take care of it. And he's, I ain't going to look at that. And this is the part where I'm like, okay, they're friends. He pulls out his gun and he points it at his friend slash bodyguard. And he says, go look. I'm like, you're not my friend. If you put a gun in my face, you're not my friend. (laughs) All right. So bodyguard dude goes over there and checks it out. Bodyguard gets got. And then the kids take this opportunity to run away. Mr. Drugs goes to go check out what's going on and sees what's going on. And he escapes as well. So now we have all the kids, they're going home. So all the kids are running and they're being chased by these aliens. And I love the hardcore parkour going on. (laughs) Yeah, they were awesome. It really looked like the kids. I know one of the kids did his own stunt, like jumping onto a vehicle or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they are like amazing running through. These kids got survival skills. We even have one kid that has to hide in the dumpster because one of the aliens got really super close to him. It's the only way he's going to be able to survive that moment so he jumps in the dumpster we also have one kid that ends up getting bit on the leg by one of the aliens so that's pest because that is an excellent street name because he's annoying he's constantly talking and that's when he's the first one injured of the group yeah alma you're so good with names i love that i'm horrible (laughs) with names i try to relate it to something but the kid was a pest he was he's (laughs) the one talking he's the one just on the sake okay we get it It's like the one who's going to keep working everybody up to do stupid shit, but probably isn't going to do the stupid shit. See, (laughs) now you can see it, right? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. So yeah, Pest is injured and they meet up with teacher slash nurse in the hallway. And I'm like, oh, poor thing. She finally makes it home. And then she gets, she meets up again with these guys that are apparently magnets for trouble. (laughs) Yeah. And she's trying to get away from them desperately. And where does she live? In the same place freaking place as the kids they're there in her face yeah Yeah, so they end up pushing her into her place it was the closest area that they feel they can be safe from the aliens and she's just and she's pissed obviously as she should be so i like in this scene how we're starting to see that she's actually very assertive unfortunately before she was of the circumstances she had a knife to her to her face threatening her and all that so of course you're terrified but now she's able to like the adrenaline's going she's been chased by she thought dogs and then she's faced with her fucking aggressors again so she's yep you know what i'm not having this shit however pest is injured and the kids are all like come on you got to help us this is when i find out that she's a nurse <laughs> cuz like i said i have seen this movie several times and I guess that each time I watch the movie I forget she's a nurse until this part of the movie I don't know why I always start off thinking she's a teacher and then I realize she's a nurse like I said this isn't the first time I've seen this movie but anyways this is when I find out she's a nurse it's probably because the more you watch something that you enjoy the more you get those extra details that's why I think the 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 first impression of movie is always the best because it's funny you're missing things and little details and when you go back you're like oh yeah that makes sense now she does decide that she's going to treat his wound because after all she is a human being with empathy and she treats him and they think they're hunkered down safe but unfortunately the alien finds them comes in and starts to attack them this is where we see that moses again is he's quite the fighter he battles against this thing and he wins he kills the shit out of that alien yeah pest is like you ninja Moses, because he had that sword <laughs> that he took off a wall at, from home. Like he had the, that was one of his weapons that he chose was like a, some kind of sword. So they leave her apartment and they decide that they're going to head out and get more weapons. They need those weapons to fight against these things because they're realizing they ain't fucking around these aliens. They want to kill them. All right. So up to this point in the movie, I have already done a 180 about my opinion that I <laughs> began the movie with. I was like, this is sci-fi. And I wanted to be a baby about it because I wanted to watch a horror movie. So I was like, I just don't. OK, we can totally watch the movie, but I just don't see it as a horror movie. <laughs> but there is a whole fun genre of horror movies. I call them monster movies. And so right away after they kill the puppet master white furry (laughs) gremlin thing in the beginning, I'm like, oh, it's a monster movie. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I got up on this movie. I was like, yeah, okay. I can get with it. So I was wrong. 
So <laughs> I've obviously Thank already, I'm thoroughly enjoying this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. The aliens are super awesome. I mm-hmm. love the way they look. Okay. So yeah. they are not, uh, they're not using too much CGI. They're totally mm-hmm. relying on your fear, what they're doing, their action, but they look like a shadow, right? Like they look like uh-huh. a black as a night shadow and you can see their outline but you can tell they're furry probably we can imply from the white alien in the beginning because she's furry but the teeth and the snarling and they're obviously really super strong and you can tell by the way they're killing everybody which i like to call the buckets of blood method of murderizing i love that kind (laughs) i love a good bucket of blood murder of (laughs) of someone like that's the mode sam is up to this point, we don't know what she's going to do, but as soon as... Is that as- her name, Sam, the teacher nurse? Yeah, Sam. Oh, and- thank you. Well, maybe that's her, name, her real name. It could also be her real name <laughs> because I just called her, I called her Sam. Sometimes I, I will call people by like their, by their, no, that's her name. Her name is Sam. Okay. I, I looked it up real quick. <laughs> okay. So Sam, she decides she's going to stay with them because you can hear the aliens, you can hear them all around. You, you can hear them snarling. You can uh, hear them moving around. And instead of taking off, she looks back at the group of kids and she's, I'm going to stick with these guys. So meanwhile, Hi-Hats is, and that's um, Mr. Drug Guy. Is that what you called him? <laughs> Mr. Drugs. Oh, Mr. Drugs. Sorry. Mr. Drugs, aka Hi-Hats, aka... Um, <laughs> Anyway, he is meeting two goons in an alley because he needs more guns. Right now, he's not really concerned about the aliens, even though he saw the alien with his own eyes. His number one henchman, his bodyguard, has already been slaughtered. He doesn't care. His only his only drive right now is he's going to get these kids because he gave them drugs that they were supposed to sell. And he gets another gun and he's, come on, guys, you're coming with me. And he's very career oriented. Yeah, he's I got a business to run here. Okay, and you're are my employees and you're coming with me and they (laughs) they look scared but they're coming because they need their paycheck okay they have a home to provide for our children probably (laughs) you can cry because i just thought that all these people have family does that ruin it is everybody gonna die is that ruin it for y'all okay anyway (laughs) so he doesn't care about the aliens he just wants revenge Moses and his friends head to their a neighbor girl's place. Now, remember the teen girls from the beginning? They're like, let's, because they need to get out of where they're at. They're basically just going from one place to another to try to escape the aliens that are hot on their tail. His friends say they're headed to the teen girls that they met earlier in the movie. Along the way, they get a phone call from Biggs. Remember him? He's the one who jumped in the trash bin earlier to escape the aliens. Okay, um, Biggs. Because yeah. Is that his real name or yeah, is that a, that's his, a nickname? That's his, it could be, I don't know. Maybe that's the joke. You know how we would call somebody like the opposite of what they are? Is that just like us that we did that? You make fun of them. You're tiny. We call you big. You're big. We call you tiny. <laughs> uh, anyway, Biggs is, he's alive. He made it to the trash bin. And while on their way to the girl's apartment, they bump into the two, a two little neighborhood kids and they're Aww. armed with the super soaker. Cause that's and they're what they're adorable though, yeah. these little kids. They get made fun of because they're like, how old are you? Six. And then the kids, no, I'm nine and a half. <laughs> All adorable. But one of them has a gun. So Moses is, I am going to take that from you. And he's not doing it to do him a favor. He's like taking it from him because he needs a weapon and tells the little kids to get lost. And they're essentially left on their own. And one of them even mentions, what is he even doing with a soaker, a super soaker? Like water's going to do anything. And the, the kid holding it is like, it's not filled with water. So they make it to the girl's apartment and they don't want to let him in. They don't want to let Moses and the crew in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of them's hurt. They're like, who is even this chick you're with? Is she your teacher or something? And that's probably why you kept thinking. Oh, my God. There is you she go. Your, <laughs> is she your teacher, girlfriend? Is she your stepmom? Who is this chick? And But the, one of the girls obviously likes Moses. Moses mm-hmm. is quiet. Look at her. That thing you do when you're teens, you're like, if you're interested in someone, you I'm totally mature. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> and they let the guys in and the stepmom slash teacher slash nurse. And they're <laughs> hiding out, trying to figure out what they're going to do next. Trying to convince the teen girls that, hey, this is actually what's happening. There's aliens everywhere. And the girls don't believe it. Meanwhile, outside, what's his name? Dr. Drugs. What they call it? Oh, meanwhile, outside of 
Mr. Oh, Drugs. he got his doctorate now? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Drugs arrives, a.k.a. Hi-Hats, and bumps into the little kids, and he shoves a gun in their faces. And the he's fuck, like, man? he's looking for Moses and their crew because they're helping him fight aliens. And the thing is that they give up where Moses is anyway, because they're frightened of the gun. It's like a big gun in their faces and they're little kids. And they're like, he's up there. He's obviously still on their tail. And the kids back at the apartment, what do they see outside the window? <gasps> two it was that chick big, that noticed it, right? Yeah, she's two big mama jamma giant aliens outside the window because these things are huge they're not small Uh one of the friends he has armed himself with the gun that he took from the little kids outside that moses took oh maybe it wasn't moses one of them took the the gun moses is there's two of them we need let's think he's obviously trying to form a plan but the other friend he thinks he has a gun he shoots at one of the aliens they bust through and the gun wasn't a gun it was a toy Mm -hmm. so they're screwed they're screwed because that alien goes after him and tears his head off. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, they're screaming. Moses jumps behind the it thingy. It pops they're... off. It yes, pops off. It pops off like a champagne bottle. His micro my motorcycle helmet still on his head. It just pop and bucket of blood. And Moses is hiding behind the couch. Wow. One of the girls arms herself by breaking a lamp, like a standing lamp, and starts electrocuting the shit out of the other alien. So I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So now it's the girls got one alien on them. One of them is on uh, Moses' tail who's hiding. And the girls are just like, fucking up that alien with the electrocuting one of them gets like an ice skate they throw a blanket on it and they're just beating the hell out of they're it stabbing it with the ice skate that. so they're just like beating the hell out of it and everything and the what i'm thinking during this whole time so while they're beating on it all i can think about is this is how i attack a fucking roach <laughs> that's literally what's going through my mind i start attacking it with all this vengeance behind my 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 strikes and i'm like Die, die. I mean, I what cannot. the hell are you doing in my house? Yes, I'm screaming at it. I'm, I'm smashing it. It's, it's been long dead and smushed, and I'm still going crazy because I got this adrenaline going. It's just a tiny little roach, but for some reason, I act like it's a fucking alien in my house trying to kill me. Okay, so they they do they managed to kill the one alien because they're badasses. So all mm-hmm. we know all of us who have ever had to kill a roach in our house, um, <laughs> or get a spider out, or one time I have a story about a worm. Okay, we'll move on. There was a worm in my house. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. It's traumatic. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> the other alien is still alive, and Moses still has his sword, so he's ready to attack. But as he's like picking up the sword to, to stab the alien because he needs a lot of force to kill it. It gets stuck in the wall, like comedically. It's stuck mm-hmm. in the wall behind him. But that's okay because Sarah is still there. Sarah has armed herself with a kitchen knife and she just stabs it right through the mouth or the jar or whatever and instant kill. She kills it. She saved Moses. So she's his savior. So I think they're square. He saved her once. She saved him. And I don't know. I think he still owes her because he did rob her. And yeah. Steal her. At this point, the two monsters are dead. The girls and they're all like, they're all like pumped up with adrenaline. They realized that these aliens are after these boys specifically because Everywhere that Moses goes, these things are following him. They followed him from one point to the next point to the next point. So the girls are like, yeah, screw this. We're leaving. So they run off and they're pretty sure that they're safe as long as they get the hell away from Moses and his crew. And he's already lost one friend. They've already seen some people getting killed, the cops and everything. So they need to formulate a plan to get the hell out of there. So at this point, they think that they should get up to Ron's place. That's Nick's Fro- Nick Frost character and his mm-hmm. weed room. I think that's yeah. what it was, like a weed room, I guess. It was. Yeah. Like, they called it the weed room. What was really strange about that room was like, wasn't it like really big and it's like an apartment, I think? Yeah, it, it did seem rather big for, for that. I don't Maybe. know. I mean, Mr. Drugs probably had some hookups and he was able to take over the apartment next door yeah. and turn it into his weed room. That makes sense because it was pretty big, but the the best thing that we know about it is it was definitely secure. So mm-hmm. they're like, we can't get out of here. These things are on our tails. Let's get up there. And who should arrive just at this time when they're trying to flee this apartment? This freaking hi-hats. Mr. Drugs, again, 
terco he's going to get these kids mm. with his gun and his two extra goons get there just in time for more aliens. I just realized you're right. He did get two extra guys. <laughs> yeah, he's I need reinforcements because I'm going to fuck these kids up. <laughs> it's like uh, these kids need to get got. And so that's the only thing on his mind. They get there. They're coming right off the elevator. The aliens go right after hi-hats because he starts shooting. So both of them or one of them, I can't remember, gets on the elevator with hi-hats and his new goons. And they, the doors close just in time for you to hear that one of the aliens is messing them up. So you think mm. right now, okay, they're all dead. Okay. Yay. Yeah. And they move on. They're running. They're still trying to get away. Uh, so those two goons joined the hi-hats crew to get what? Just to get tore up and murderated? Hell no. Moses takes off, gets away while at least one of the aliens is being distracted by eating up those guys on the elevator. Unfortunately, the elevator opens and we see hi-hats survive because he has his gun. The two, the two goons are killed. Poor guys. All they did was they were just trying to do their jobs. But he lived. That asshole is still alive. Okay, so we still have him chasing the kids around while the crew is still trying to get up to Ron's weed room so they can get protection. The building is crawling with aliens by this time. Like they're literally crawling up the walls. They're everywhere. Yeah, so we see outside like the perspective of people in the street because people on the street are now getting the idea that shit's going on and the young ladies are downstairs and they're stirring up and cops are starting to come to the location and they look up and yeah, we see all these dark figures just climbing the building and it's like the fucking aliens coming for them. Yeah, they're screwed. There's no escaping them. And they're even met with some in the hall. And luckily, they still have fireworks. They shoot them off to to distract the aliens and think that they'll, they know where they're going in one direction, that they'll be able to find their way up to where they're going in the smoke. But one of their crew members, he gets left behind in the smoke and he's attacked. Pest tries to go looking for him in the smoke, but it's too late. We were there just in time to see the guy get tore up by the aliens. So they're getting, their crew is shrinking. The funny part is that I didn't remember any of the kids getting killed. Oh. <laughs> I just didn't remember that. So when I'm watching, and like I said, I've seen this movie several times and I guess I block it out on purpose so I can enjoy it the next time because I'm watching, I'm like, I don't remember these kids dying. What's yeah. strange? Is this one had a lot more like stars or whatever you want to say, like the, the main characters, even if they're mostly static because you don't know a lot about them. They He had a lot of friends and I think that's why they made it a point to show them getting killed because he's like, he's losing his mm -hmm. friends. And there was a pretty good sized group to begin with and they're just shrinking away. But let's not get sad. This is supposed to yeah. be like light. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but we'll yeah, but that. he does, but that still sucks because they are kids. I keep saying kids, because in the beginning, when Sarah's robbed, she automatically thinks that she's getting jumped by this man and his friends. What would you think? You're in the dark and you see a group of people who assaults you and sticks a knife in your face. You're not really concentrating on who they are, but they weren't like older. They weren't tougher. They were like kids. That's what yeah. they are. They make it finally to Ron's apartment only to encounter this moron high hats Okay. I'm just he, tired of seeing this guy. Uh, oh, the, he's he, like, he is like a cockroach. He keeps yes. fucking surviving. He's beat them there. He's so terco, Dalia, that he's going to kill these kids. It's maddening. Every time I see his face, I want to punch it. And it's, it's my block, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of these alien fuckers outside the window. And all he cares about is killing these kids. And even as the aliens start coming through the window, he still would rather shoot the kids <laughs> Shoot at the aliens. Fuck this guy. He's torn apart and who gives a shit? His death is beautiful. That's, I was like, finally. His face is tore off. I they remember just, that nose like yes. being like, oh my His God. His face is torn off. I loved it. It was so that perfect. Was great. It was like clawing away and there goes his face. So you can see like his skeletal features. <laughs> I love that they spent the whole budget on messing this guy up. And now my cat oh, yeah. is walking across the computer. Oh, <laughs> kid or cat? Which one? Nacho, Nacho, you can't Nacho. The there you go. Sorry, <laughs> messing with our recording. I hope it didn't do anything. Okay, okay you good. saying that it was that he was there? <laughs> okay, so Nacho arrives just in time. All right, so he's dead, but at least 
the bulk of the crew and everybody gets into the weed room. Now, Ron's not in there. I did notice the the owner of the apartment. He's not in that room, but the, the remainder of the kids are there along with Brewis, who was there smoking weed earlier, and Sarah. And in, while they're in there, they realize that Moses' clothes are glowing. And that's when it happens to be that Brew is in the room and he's a zoologist. That he has a job. Like he's, he just happens to be. And that is he had, he uses his education and all the weed he's been smoking to guess that Moses is glowing because that's pheromones on him yep. from the original alien. So he's guessing that the white furry alien got pheromones all over him and those aliens outside they're all different okay so they're all huge and they're after her and they're just smelling it on him and yeah, nobody else she's like the queen bee yeah and they're the little worker guard bees that oh, are yeah. like you don't fuck with our queen yes exactly so they've been after him and that's why they've been so hot on on his on his tail because of those pheromones they don't have eyes so they can't see where she is they're smelling and Moses is the only one with that because they have that UV light thanks to the, the weed room and they check out everybody's clothes and he's the only one who has it because remember he was wearing the damn alien like a backpack or whatever. Mm. <laughs> so moral of the story is if you kill an alien, don't wear like a backpack, guys. Yeah, don't wear like a backpack. Put it in a bag then drag it behind you okay <laughs> so they're sitting in there and Moses is feeling a lot of remorse he's admitting mm -hmm. to everything he's done wrong he's even told Sarah that he's sorry for mugging her mm -hmm. but the reason he says he's sorry for mugging her is because he realizes she lives there with them yeah. that's his neighbor that's his community. Now, he's always acted badass and he's stealing and stuff. We really don't know why he's trying to act so tough. But this crew's his family. And yeah. seeing that Sarah lives in the same place with him, he apologizes because he's that's like family too. And you don't fuck with family. So Moses is formulating a plan. He's I know what to do. I'm going to lure these guys away. They're here because of me. Mm. These guys are uh, killing my friends. They're killing the neighbors because of me. So I'm going to be the one to lead them away. And I don't give much in the plan, uh, a way of the plan, but they do check Sarah and she agrees to do what Moses says. Okay. She's got his back because they check her to see if she's got any of the pheromones and she doesn't. And she thinks that she can sneak downstairs. He wants her to go downstairs to his apartment, which is exactly one floor down. And she manages all brave, man. She's a badass because yeah. uh, she sneaks out and she slowly walks by the aliens that are in the room just waiting to fuck them all up. OK, but they don't see her and they don't smell her, most importantly, because they're only after one thing. So she's able to sneak out and get downstairs to the apartment. And she's Moses, do you live alone? And he's no, I live with my uncle. And she's, but she sees like a Spider-Man blanket or something for a little mm. kid on a bed. And she's like, how old are you? And she's, he's, I'm 15. And she's, that's when she's like, you're like a little kid. You're a little kid in your aunt. Yeah. She's, it looks like you live alone. And he's, yeah, my uncle kind of comes and goes. You can tell that this kid is the way he is because he has had to take care of himself. Mm. So she turns on all the gas to his apartment. And then safely when she's away, Moses is like, he suits up. So how does he suit up? He gets his alien backpack ready. Just like those little <laughs> pet backpacks. And haven't y'all ever had one of those little teddy bear backpacks or one of the little kid leashes that we have to use sometimes? So he's got his kid backpack on. He's all snuggly. And he's got the alien ready to go. And he's got a lighter and fireworks. Okay, so mm. they're ready to do. Okay, they're ready to do what they got to do. The friends left over. They, okay, so with his friends left over, they're going to open the door real fast. He is going to, hold on, I'm just distracted by my cat. What the fuck? Come on, guy. Okay. He just keeps trying to just sit on the computer, Lalia. I'm chasing him off. There you go for it. I'm just trying to get him away from it. I swear to God, he doesn't even do this much action in a week. <laughs> That's the way it always is. Look at him, he's trying to jump. You can do it, Papa. Good boy, good boy, you did it. He was trying to jump up somewhere real high, so I had to make sure he made it okay. Okay, so his friends are ready. Moses is going to run as fast as he can out of there with his alien backpack. 
So he's going to run out of there. They're going to let him out and they're going to distract the aliens with fireworks. Oh my gosh. We're so lucky that these are a group of teen boys because I don't know about y'all, but I know my boys always want to pop fireworks. We always have fireworks. It's it's time for fireworks. (laughs) They're going to carry them around for days. Okay. So Moses takes off and he's going to get downstairs to his apartment. He's leading these aliens away from his friends. I love that scene. I always love this scene. The music, the way he's running. (laughs) with his little alien backpack and every time I watch this scene it gives me chills because they they do it so perfectly the they set up the mood with the music and a little bit slow-mo but not too slow-mo and then close-ups and then the way that alien puppet is kind of just flailing in the back and I love that scene so much. Yeah. And you can think of it like he's sacrificing himself. Mm. Okay. They don't know if he's going to live, but they got to root for him to live long enough to get Mm -hmm. the aliens away. And he's willing to do that because he wants to save Sarah and the rest of his friends. So he's running through all the fireworks smoke as fast as he can, trying to get downstairs. And he makes it drawing the aliens away because they're all coming. And he just wants to wait long enough to get most of them near him. And then he gets to the window and he's got his lighter ready to light it and throw it to blow up the whole apartment. And he can't really do it, but just in the nick of time, just as you Mm -hmm. know that they're going to get him, he leaps out the window and lights that lighter and throws it. And then the whole apartment explodes just glorious, like great for the night with all the fireworks. This apartment explodes everyone downstairs where you can see Sam is safe. There's police down there. What the hell were they doing this whole damn movie anyway? They're just setting up. They think that what there's kids here that they need to, that they're holding someone hostage. I have no clue. They're just waiting for, um, to go into the apartment, obviously waited too long because that apartment explodes Moses jumps out the window, catches a British flag, and that's how he <laughs> saves himself from dying. That's freaking badass. Yeah. He's like dangling from the from the British flag. All the teen girls are downstairs. All the neighbors, everyone huddled together. They're all safe. Mm-hmm. They know this apartment is filled with monsters or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And that cops have hung back the whole time. But yep. who saves the day? Moses. Moses. So... As they're all being safely taken out of the apartment, they're arresting the kids who survived. They're arresting Ron and Bruce and the kids and Pest is still alive. And they have Sarah wrapped in a blanket and they're like, are these the kids that, why are they so focused on a freaking mugging from earlier in the evening when a fucking apartment just exploded? Can we talk about that for a second? Hello? Okay, so Moses is arrested as he's coming out of the elevator holding his sword and he's made his way all the way back down. The aliens are dead, or at least we know the majority of them are dead. And Moses makes it out and they they arrest him. And he's- Well, to be fair, before this, they didn't know what happened. So I, if it had just been that, I would have been like, what the fuck are the cops doing arresting him for? But okay. Remember, when he comes out of that elevator, he's covered in blood, and there are like two or three dead guys at his feet, and he's holding a fucking sword. (laughs) But there's still a bunch of giant, fuzzy, freaking aliens, too. (laughs) But they didn't see those. They didn't see those. Okay, they arrest him, because (laughs) they obviously think he's done more than he did. He's in the back of the paddy wagon with Pest, who's also arrested. Sarah's talking to the cops, and they're like, is this this who, who mugged you earlier? And she says, no. Those kids are my neighbors. So she's, oh, that's so beautiful. And Moses is sitting in the back with Pest in the back of the paddy wagon. And everyone outside is, Moses saved us. Moses killed all those aliens. And they all start chanting, Moses. And he just smiles. Yeah. And that was it. He smiles and that's it. So this movie, yeah, he's the hero. And this movie obviously has some social economic, not undertones, very overtones. It's obviously (laughs) because of what the systemic kind of social economic and racism and all that's happening. So I don't want to get like too serious, but it's, they even mention it in the movie though. They're like, they send in the drugs to get us. And when the drugs don't get us, then they send in the the monsters to come and get us. Talking about the government and the cops, Mm -hmm. which that seems to be playing out in the movie. And it's now, still that really, 
Yeah, but it's Go still ahead. really important to men. It's still really important to mention because there's a reason that at every step of this movie, these kids aren't calling the police. Okay, mm-hmm. who called the police? Sarah did when she got mugged. Yep. But after that, she's looking and she's like, uh, "Why are they not calling the cops? Because they know they yep. know no one is going to listen oh, to yeah. them or believe them." Correct. And so I like that it's obviously this movie was made with a little fun, the aliens and the monsters and all that, but also addressing something so serious. But the other thing is, so when you look at the movie, you read all about that. But the thing that I haven't seen mentioned anywhere, and I've been, I was trying to research this part, his name was Moses. Okay. I don't know if anybody else thought the same thing I did, but Moses, he gets, first of all, he's the one that leads them to safety. He helps them. He does all this for them. And then at the end of the movie, he gets arrested and he's away. He he saved the entire block. And then he gets whisked away. And this is what I wrote down. Moses never made it to the promised land. (laughs) Moses never made it to the promised land. He didn't get to be in that safety, that the the safety that he created there at the block. Once he saved everybody, he gets whisked away and gets arrested. So he doesn't get to enjoy that peace. And I know that's probably just me reading too much into it, but his name is fucking Moses. How can I not read that into it? Moses never made it to the promised land. If anybody else got that from this movie, go ahead and at me and tell me. <laughs> but and let me know that- if y'all read that, if y'all felt the same thing, because Moses never made it to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, but regardless, even if you don't feel it as deep, you will see it with your own eyes that this kid <laughs> saved his block. And he does not get to reap the benefits of it. He yeah. is being arrested. He did commit crimes. Mm-hmm. He own, He's going to own up yeah, to yeah. it. So I'm going to name this movie. And I always say my top 10 of something. So this <laughs> is going to be my one of my top 10 monster movies. Okay. It's, I guess you can say sci-fi because it's supposed to be aliens. But I don't know why I stay away okay. from sci-fi. Oh, <laughs> but, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's a horror movie. It's because it's yes. a monster genre. I would not call it a comedy at all. I didn't laugh except for when like hi hats got murdered. But it was good. It was so Oh, good. I just, I think it's it's like a must see. Definitely watch it if you're into like monster films and maybe like even like Host. That's like a monster movie to me as well. I love this kind of movie. It's great. It was very exciting, very adventurous. They did a lot with the little, I don't know what the budget was, but I really liked the way that they kept the monster aliens very simple, but scary as shit. Yeah. And you know what? Sci-fi can be horror. There's so many subgenres of horror. Sci-fi can be horror. Yeah. Uh, Mars, the movie is not horror, but Alien is sci-fi oh, yeah. horror. So but see, I call, I call that like a monster movie. That's fine. No, that's but it's fine, true. But, I mean, but it's, it's true. Yeah. Yes. You, there's a sci-fi monster side that's really awesome. All mm-hmm. right. Enjoyable movie. Highly yes. recommend. And Nalia, mm-hmm. what is our real world connection this week? Okay. So I thought I'm like... If I wasn't going to become a midwife, I would totally become a researcher because I like to go down these rabbit holes of research. But I decided to settle on pheromones because that is what was the uh, reason behind them getting chased and death occurring. So specifically, alarm pheromones. I found this really interesting journal article, and I'm just going to read a little bit from it because I know we all probably understand in a very basic level, or maybe some of us even more, not me. So I found this article, it's called Alarm Pheromones, Chemical Signaling in Response to Danger. And it is by, listen to me, butcher these names, Francois J. Verhagen, Eric Hobruge, and Mark C. Meshert. Those are all foreign names that I cannot pronounce. (laughs) Okay. So very interesting article here. And some of it I'm reading exactly from the article and some of it I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but here we go. So many animals respond to the threat of predation by producing alarm signals that warn other individuals of the presence of danger or otherwise reduce the success of predators. I like that wording right there, reduce the success of predators. Anyways, while these signals may be visual, auditory, or chemical, 
alarm pheromones. They are common, especially among insects and aquatic organisms. Now, when I read that part, I wanted to do another deep dive in a different direction and go off to find those aquatic organisms because I, I'm sure you remember, I used to want to be a marine biologist. And oh, yeah, just, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it fascinates me. It absolutely fascinates me. So I wanted to go in that direction. I'm like, no, Dahlia, bring it back, bring it back. Try to stay on topic of this article, Dahlia. So that's what I did. I came back. All right. So plants also emit chemical signals in response to attack by insect herbivores. These signals recruit the herbivores' natural enemies and can induce preparations for defense in neighboring plants, like in The Happening. Remember The Happening? <laughs> the plants are the ones that were causing everybody to kill themselves. Yes, I remember The Happening. What is happening? Oh my <laughs> God. The Happening is happening. I should do movie promos. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, those pheromones. So, so alarm signals frequently have visual and auditory components, especially in birds and mammals, but chemical alarm signals are also widespread. Chemical signals involved in communication with other conspecific individuals. Conspecific just means uh, belonging to the same species. So these chemical signals involved are called pheromones and are thus distinguished from hormones, which mediate the communication. Now, hormones and pheromones different is what it's saying. So most alarm pheromones likely have evolved from compounds originally having other functions. I found that interesting. I would have thought that these pheromones would have been the primary uh, reason for existence, but it's reading this, it says, no, they evolved from something else. I'm like, what did they evolve from? I don't know. Most alarm pheromones likely have evolved from compounds originally having other functions. Specifically, it has been proposed that alarm pheromones may evolve either from chemicals involved in defense against predators or from compounds released upon injury. And now this is what we saw in the movie Attack the Block, when the injured and then the deceased alien just covered Moses in these pheromones were the other aliens were able to smell them and able to track down her and Moses because he was the aggressor in this situation. Pheromones appear to be the second most commonly produced class of chemical signals used by ins insects after sex pheromones. Alarm signaling has evolved in various arthropod taxa in which the individuals are approximate enough to each other to rapidly communicate. And when I say arthropod taxa, I am talking about lobsters, crabs, spiders, and millipedes, for example. In eusocial species, for example, they allow colony resources to be rapidly and efficiently deployed in response to specific threats. In eusocial species, those are when they are a social organization where the single female, the queen bee, produces all the offspring and then everybody else cooperates in caring for the young or guarding the colony and all that. Okay, so I'm going to try to get through this quickly, but it's just, I find this, this all so fascinating. But I hear my doggies waking up. They've been sleeping so soundly. So you're going to hear my dogs walk around and all that shit in the background. So I apologize in advance. This is their house. That's what they're going to do. So insect alarm pheromones are usually short molecules of low molecular weight and simple structure. They are thus highly volatile and dissipate rapidly after emission as befits the signals that operate over short time frames. Now, various organs can be involved in their production, including anal glands, mandibles, and stings. And I mentioned anal glands because you like anal glands because you're a pervert. <laughs> ah, anal glands. <laughs> Well, I had a story. Okay, so we know that skunks, this is how they're going to get their predators or scare off their predators. My little Jack. So dogs have anal glands. We know that. Sometimes they need expressing. Not all dogs need it, but sometimes they need expressing. I have a little dog. His name is Jack. And he is a sad little boy of a rescue that was unfortunately, before we adopted him, did not have a good life. So he has issues. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> One time he was terrified when we took him to the vet and that poor little boy was so scared, so terrified that he just involuntarily, just spontaneously expressed his own anal gland from fear. Just I think I could have gone my whole life without knowing that. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't know that dogs did that, and I just got a dog. See, that's the thing. Not so, all dogs will spontaneously do that. This mm -hmm. happened to my poor Jack because he was, like I said, he had a, a horrible past. And this whole being at the vet, this is when we first, one of the first times, like one of the first times we took him to the vet. He was so traumatized that it happened. So I just wanted to share that because I find this stuff fascinating. <laughs> Not, yeah, all and right. now I'll, I'm I'll just going to make sure 
do not scare the shit out of Mariposa. Got it. <laughs> Mariposa is her brand new little dog. <laughs> All right. So a vital role in Honeybee Colony Defense is played by the played by the so-called guard bees, which pro- do you hear a dolphin? That's another one of my dogs. He's drinking water now. <laughs> oh, I can hear him. <laughs> So these honeybees patrol the nest. We all know that. And what happens sometimes when we accidentally or maybe purposefully start fucking with a colony of bees, a beehive, Alma? They'll get you. They're going to get get you. you. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have one of our siblings, our brother, was attacked by bees. And he was just outside working in the yard. And he knows to stay away from them. But somehow, I can't remember exactly how it happened. But he started to get attacked by them. And it still, it makes me sad sometimes. Not not sometimes. It always makes me sad when I think about it. But sometimes I'll just think about it out of the blue. And he, you know, they had to call the ambulance. They had to call the, the fire department because they needed to get, not only did they need to help him, but then they needed to control these bees because these bees were in his yard and could attack his children. But yeah, it was really bad. I know he still has issues with that and I don't blame him, but I had issues with bees before that. And now knowing that my, that Johnny got attacked, that just, oh, that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And I think that the worst part for him was the fact that he was trying to keep them away from his girls and his wife. So he didn't go inside. He mm-hmm. stayed outside getting repeatedly stung to save them. Yeah, because his wife wanted to open the door to let him in. And he told her, keep the door closed so that they don't get them. Oh, my God. I'm going to start tearing up thinking about that. Oh, my poor brother. (laughs) Oh, he's such a good daddy. (laughs) Okay, moving forward. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. All right. So I shared this little real world connection, our little biology (laughs) lesson. Sorry about that, guys. Because I just, we talked about pheromones in the movie. The pheromones being released all over Moses is what got the aliens chasing after them. And I wanted to make that real world connection. And we all know how scary bees are when you accidentally attack them. And so there you go. Oh Um, my gosh. So today, because yesterday I got a new pup, I went, I've been looking for a year and we finally got me a pup. Her name is Mariposa. I stayed up all night because I didn't know like, how is she going to do How is she going to do in her new home? And she's adorable. She slept on me like a cat on my lap when she wanted to. But anytime she heard a noise, she woke up. So I got really bad sleep. Mm -hmm. I told Dahlia, I felt bad because I wanted to record yesterday. And she had a lot of time yesterday. I didn't because Saturday was the first day we could go and go to the Humane Society and go look at dogs. So I didn't get enough sleep. Okay, so I woke up this morning. I was like, I'm gonna go back to sleep and take a little nap, but I didn't get to, so I had to drink extra coffee. Just oh my um, god! And didn't you say that you were gonna try to quit coffee too? <laughs> yes, I'm trying. To, I I don't know how to quit you. It's just that I have a lot of like, it's just too acidy. But we've been drinking coffee since we were little. Like, yeah, that, like literally four or five years old yes, on the regular. It was never a big deal. That's what we did with my mom. We sat around, we drank coffee. So it's part of my normal morning routine. And so I've been trying to drink less, which I have been. I've been drinking less coffee. I'm, I'm not going to quit it, but I have to drink less. But this morning, but I, I did like- send, I did send you that list though of the low acidic coffees. Did you yes. look at them? Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I just barely had a day. I got a new pup. I got to get organized. (laughs) But anyway, so I I did drink enough coffee. I'm totally caffeinated, totally ready to face the day. But it was only because I just didn't get enough enough sleep. And and my new pup wasn't the issue at all. It was just that when she was awake, I just had to watch her and make sure, Mm. is she cool with what's going on here? She just was like (laughs) investigating the house all night. She would sleep for an hour and then wander around for 20 or 30 minutes. Oh, baby. (laughs) I can't wait wait to meet her. Yeah, she was very precious. And so I'm very excited, but maybe I'm a little over caffeinated. And, but I still need some sleep and, but I made it, I'm sorry. It had to be at, <laughs> I had it's to okay. waste a it's lot okay. of Dahlia's time. No, it's fine. I, I only have two scheduled Zoom meetings right after this. I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> you can tell them, use my excuse. Tell them it's because my sister adopted a new dog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's okay. a family event. That's a family event. That is true. That is very true. We welcome the new little fur baby into the family. That is correct. All right, Alma, let's wrap this up because I have Dolphin. He's sitting. He, did you hear him? He's sitting by my feet right now looking up at me. Like, okay, hurry up. Hurry up. I got to oh, go potty. Oh, he's so patient. <laughs> yeah. So, Alma, what movie are we watching next? 
we are watching the original Nightmare on Elm Street with Fred Krueger. That's Fred Krueger. He's not Freddy until the other movies. It's the original. Really? It's the, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> they only call okay. him Fred Krueger in it. Interesting. I did not know that. All right. So if everybody wants to at us or at me specifically, because I insist this is a horror and they may not <laughs> for any other reason, you can reach us by email at nightmaremoviepodcast at gmail.com. Instagram at Nightmare Movie Podcast, Twitter, Nightmare on Fifth. And that's. Well, why'd you have to go fuck that up? What do you mean? Nightmare on Fifth. Why couldn't oh, you Oh, you be scared Nightmare me. On... I'm like, did I say it wrong? It's... <laughs> yeah, it was. A... It's a different one because of character limitations. So, okay. Uh, it's a good thing we said it at the end. So, if you do use Twitter, it's different. It's Nightmare on Fifth with the number five. El número cinco. All right, everybody, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, remember to head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and let us know what horror movie you would like us to discuss. Thank you for listening.